0: Let's dive right in. Hello, hello, welcome back to the Spirit Filled Real Talk podcast. We are going to dive into some real talk today. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's do this. So we're going to talk about relationships, and this is so, so important because a majority of our lives, we are relating. It might not always be in healthy, loving, godlike ways, but we are relating a majority of our life. You are relating with yourself every day. You're at least in relationship with one other human in the world. So... We are relating every day, and it's important that we learn what matters to God. And what matters to God is love. So I'm going to pull a few verses here before I take us through a fun little exercise where you can evaluate where you're at so that you can be self-aware and then decide how you're going to show up and how you're going to love. Because ultimately, we get to decide that, and we get to decide if we're going to grow or not, okay? So there are several scriptures on love and several promises. And a lot of these too are, are really helping us recognize what is God's love? What does it look like? So 1st Corinthians 13 is what we often hear about when we think about God's love. That it's patient, that it's kind. It doesn't envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. So that is always a really great self-check just to see, oh, what am I specializing in? What characteristics am I bringing to the table? What am I choosing to show up and be, right? Because a lot of times we're seeing from other people a mirror of how we're showing up. And often we are studying other people's patterns and we want them to change when really it's us that needs to change, okay? So 1 Corinthians 13 is a great place to visit, (laughs) specifically starting at verse 4 through 8, On How are you showing up? Do you look like these qualities or are these qualities that you actually want to develop and grow into and express and activate in yourself? Because you do have God's grace and power and empowerment to do so. Okay. First John four, verse seven says, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Okay. So why do we love? Because it's, it comes from God. We're wired. That is our nature. We love because God loved us, right? It says, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Deep. That's a Selah moment, right? Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. So we have empowerment, spiritual empowerment to live like God on earth, right? We have all of these beautiful qualities of God in us, in our DNA. As a child of God, you have that. Now, whether you choose to express that or not, that's different, (laughs) okay? We also see in 1 John 3, verse 1, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, That we should be called children of God. What a beautiful scripture that is, right? And that is what we are. We're children of God, okay? And the reason the world might not recognize that is because we don't always act like it. And we don't specialize it. We don't actively practice that. Often what we do instead is we study other people and how they show up and where they're missing the mark rather than doing our own inner work, and doing our own study so that we can actually bring out the best in others by calling it forth or by embodying it so that they can see a model and a representation of that, okay? There's also the scripture that says, perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. Talk about being a warrior for God. Like, is that what you are doing <laughs> in your relationships? Or are you engaging in fear? Sometimes you can tell even in your body, right? Some, sometimes when we're in fear, we just feel constricted or tension and resistance and resentment and it just grows and it builds, Right. Versus when you're in love, there's a flow, there's an expansion, there's a freedom, there's an energizing that happens. It doesn't actually wear you out, right? It actually energizes you, okay? Then it says in Psalm 63:3, your love is better than life. Love is better than life, right? All right, and then it also says in Proverbs 17 17 a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity 1st Corinthians sixteen fourteen, do everything in love another great self check am I doing that what would that mean what would that look like how can I become more clear on that how can I make this vision plain that I might show up and walk it out <laughs> right and then first Peter four eight above all love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Okay. I can go on, but essentially love must be sincere. It's honoring one another above yourselves. Okay. Now with that being said, I'm going to take us through three dimensions of love. I think if you can recognize this, if you can get it, then you can use it as a tool for self awareness in relationships. And this can be with an intimate partner, this can be with friendships, this could be with work associates, this could be, you know, with a team that you serve with, this could be all sorts of different relationship dynamics. But this really helps you see how you might be showing up and what that is doing to a relationship, okay? So the very first dimension of love is actually all about self, okay? It's very selfish. So the focus in this first dimension is that you want to get something out of the relationship, and that's what you're focusing on. What are you getting out of the relationship, Is this person meeting my expectations? Are they giving me what I need? Are they doing what I want? Right? It's very, very self-focused and I'm going to be upset (laughs) if I answer that with no and things will be okay until they're not. Right? So in a lot of ways that can feel very controlling and manipulating to somebody that's on the receiving end of that. It can feel suffocating in a lot of ways. Like there's no freedom. There's no flow. Right? Because love does not control. All right. So, in this first dimension, we try to control things in the relationship based on the outside world. So, we're constantly studying and evaluating what is working for us, if our needs are being met or not, how this person should be doing things. Otherwise, we're going to get upset. Okay. So, it's a very egocentric level of love. And the best way to visualize this is a young child. baby right that is very selfish love because all the baby is thinking about is having my needs met when I'm gonna eat when I'm gonna take a nap when I'm gonna go play (laughs) the baby is thinking about the baby's needs and that's it and the baby does need somebody to care and tend to every need and want and figure that out and read between the lines right but at some point that baby evolves and grows and hopefully matures, okay? And we are here to mature in love. So while we have the DNA of God, while we are children of God, we get to choose to activate that DNA, to actually live it out, to express it, to embody it, to be it, to give it, to shine it, right? To literally live and breathe God's love, to master in it, right? And if it matters to God, I don't know about you, but I believe... (laughs) That we should become masters in what God cares about. If that's if that's on God's heart, if it's on God's heart, I want it on my heart, right? I want to be in sync with God's heart. So how do I do that if I don't know God's love? Well, I know what I need to go study and I know what I need to go learn about. And I know areas where I can practice and get better and be more vulnerable, which takes a lot of courage, right? Okay, but that won't happen in the first dimension of love. The second dimension of love is all about equality. And this is actually what we see a lot in the world, strangely enough. So the focus here is on meeting your needs as well as your partner's needs. Okay, so it's both on meeting your needs as well as your partner's needs. So that sounds cool. But the belief is that I will take care of myself and you will take care of yourself and we will try to take care of each other. And then if I can't meet your needs, however, I'm out of the relationship. <laughs> That's it, right? So you're playing at, in this level, it's more ethnocentric, okay? So essentially what's happening here is I'm good and we can operate as sort of like independent entities, but the minute I, I'm not feeling equal, I'm out, right? But the interesting thing with this level is that there is, in every relationship, there is meant to be polarity, okay? And that's what stirs up passion, okay? Because love is beautiful, right? But passion and love is what creates extraordinary relationships. Extraordinary. It's not just your ordinary relationship. It's great to have deep love, but I think many can can really admit to. If there's not passion, it really drains out the excitement and the mission and the focus and just the vibrancy of a relationship. So two, this second dimension of love, while it's about equality, equality actually depolarizes a relationship. So the best way you can think about this is there's masculine energy and feminine energy in every person. Okay. And in relationships, there's a masculine energy and a feminine energy as well, okay? And the masculine energy is is a very free, strong, take control, decision-making energy, right? And the feminine energy is more fluid and process-oriented. So, a masculine energy just wants to solve a problem, get it done, right? But a feminine energy is all about process and the experience of things. Different, okay? Now, when, let's say, a relationship has two masculine energies, it's depolarizing, okay? And it sucks the passion out of the relationship. Same thing if it has two feminine energies as well. So that polarity is really important. And sometimes what happens is people can shift out of their natural energy, For example, if, you know, one partner is, is typically a masculine energy, but starts showing up in feminine, it might cause the other partner to shift into a masculine energy, which is not natural and strain the relationship or vice versa. Right? So just know that equality depolarizes a relationship. Okay. It's really important to have that polarity sort of the yin and yang in a relationship. That's so, so important as far as the connection and the quality of the relationship. And then lastly, the third dimension of relationship is where your needs are my needs. And this is the God-like relationship, okay? And so I would even think about this, let's say that you are working for an organization God will often put you in positions where you actually treat that organization like your organization before you run your own, right? Or a company or whatever it is here. So do you actually, at your job, at your place of employment, whatever you do, do you see it that way? If you are working for somebody else, do you see it as your company is my company? Do you literally show up with that kind of respect and that kind of honor and that kind of unity, right? I just challenge you to think about that. Or in a relationship, are you looking at that other partner as your needs are my needs, like we are one, okay? So in, in this third stage of relationship, you take total responsibility for how the other person feels, okay? You'll not stop or give up for any reason until you meet your partner's needs. This is a three-dimensional relationship. You are at a world or spirit centric level. Okay? So this level <laughs> is is one that really creates a great relationship. Okay? No relationship will thrive if it's just based on selfishness. It will not thrive, right? If somebody is just trying to seek significance, this person is in my life just to make me feel good, that will never create the love and the dynamic that is is godly in any kind of way, right? Or if everything is about equality, that there's no unity in that necessarily, right? And it won't create the polarity that every relationship is designed to have. So when you shift into this third dimension of your needs are my needs, it's total vulnerability, courage, love, right? Choosing to you know, embrace femi- feminine energy, masculine energy the relationship as a whole for the betterment and the evolution of a relationship. Okay. So why is this important to take a look at? Well, (laughs) let me give you a couple of questions here so you can kind of break this out for your own understanding. So it's important to take a look at what position am I consistently playing in a relationship? Am I constantly focusing on my needs? my wants, my expectations, and how this person is meeting them or not? Am I in the, the first dimension of love and living very one-dimensional surface level, right? Or do I shift into equality, right? Where I'm like, I like you pretty good until it doesn't work for me, right? <laughs> no, I don't want to blend finances. No, I don't want to blend my life with you. No, I don't want to share space or, you know everything I have with you. I don't see it as, as ours and mine. I, I want my space and you can have your space and then we can like hang out. And if that doesn't work out, right? That does not work <laughs> when it comes to passion. That's very loving. But the difference between a friendship and an and a actual relationship is intimacy. Intimacy. And this isn't always sexual. Intimacy is actually into me see. It's Two people actually showing up with vulnerability and authenticity and being willing to take ownership of what they're thinking, what they're feeling, how they're showing up, how they're loving, how they're not loving for the benefit of the relationship. Okay, so take a look at what position you are constantly playing, and then maybe what position your partner is playing, or maybe somebody at work is playing, whatever relationship that you are using as a reference. And then think about what is that doing to the relationship? So for example, if two people are showing up in one dimension one, what do you think is happening in that relationship, (laughs) right? Or two people might even be showing up in dimension two. We actually see a lot of relationships like this, but a common name for relationships like this is relationships of convenience, right? It's convenient because I like the status of a relationship. Maybe I like some of the benefits of a relationship, but it's actually not full of passion and authentic love at all. It's just convenient, right? That's not all of them, but that can happen at that level where, again, there's no no polarity and the relationship has just lost its luster, if you will. <laughs> it's lost its attraction qualities, right? So think about that. What position or what dimension are you showing up in or constantly playing? What What is the dimension that the partner in this case is showing up and playing? And then what would you need to do to shift this into a three-dimensional relationship where you actually see that your needs are my needs? You get to that place where your needs are my needs. So for example, even trying this on in a workplace atmosphere, I've done this before, right? So in a workplace atmosphere, if, you know, I have a boss that I'm reporting to, if I gain an understanding of what's important to them, of, you know, the mission that they're after, what they want, what they need, if I get clear on what that is and I actually see part of my being there is and part of my role is to help provide that, help create that, help support that, there's going to be a shift in the dynamic of that working relationship for good actually, right? Versus if I think that this person is supposed to see me in some kind of way and I'm trying to get something or I'm trying to advance or I'm trying to use them as a pawn or manipulate or control something, right? It's going to get really funky and that's not what love does. Remember that, right? So if you can get to this place where your needs are my needs, imagine how it can actually shift the dynamic of a relationship, okay? Okay. So take a look at that. I just think it's super helpful to to see these stages. So again, one of them, dimension one, if you think about the dimensions as levels of maturity here, one, child, two, adolescence, three, mature. Okay. And you can have mature masculine and mature feminine. Okay. And if you don't, you kind of have like a little girl or a little boy showing up in a relationship. All right, so all of this is doing is this is sort of a a teaser, if you will, to think about relationships and just challenge you a little bit, not going super deep today, but just challenging you on how are you showing up in relationships because you can actually restore relationship back to life. You can in many cases, but it actually starts with you and what you're specializing in and what you're selecting. Okay, so we can talk about this a little bit here before I let you go. All right. So when it comes to relationship, I'm trying to find one of my favorite quotes here. Dun, dun, dun. When it comes to relationship, which I find really interesting is that 95% of our success comes down to selection. 95% comes down to selection. Now your first thought right here is probably like, oh, I need to select a really good partner. Or, oh shoot, I'm in a relationship and I didn't select a good partner. Okay, these could be thoughts that you have in your mind. The selection here is what parts of yourself you are selecting to show up in a relationship. 95% Of our success in relationships comes down to how we show up in relationships and how we choose to show up in relationships. So I'm gonna walk you through uh, some ways that you can get really clear on how you actually want to show up, what you want to do, and why you want to do that. Okay so first though here's a couple of quotes that I think are really powerful. One, your task is not to seek for love but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Okay, so many times when we're operating out of fear, that's when the cray-cray comes out. That's when we get like an archetype or an alter ego, which I usually like to name that so that you don't identify with it and you can just understand, Oop, yep, that's my cray, she coming out and here's what we're going to do instead. You can just break the pattern and create a new one. But a lot of times when we've been hurt or when we've experienced pain or when we weren't processing a situation or we assign meaning to something that didn't feel good, we create these barriers within ourselves so that we can protect ourselves so we don't ever have to feel that way again. But ultimately that blocks the love that not only we're here to flow and to create, but to receive as well. So powerful quote, that's by Rumi. And then there's also this quote. You might have heard it before, but I think, again, it's so, so powerful. Unless it's mad, passionate, extraordinary love, it's a waste of your time. There are too many mediocre things in life. Love shouldn't be one of them. Amen. (laughs) Amen. But remember, perfect love casts out fear. So are you on a mission to do that? And... The mission always starts with yourself. I hope you're hearing that. You always start with yourself, right? There's no way I can be casting fear out of anything unless I'm doing that in myself, okay? And I'm not going to be seeing clearly or acting from love if I'm not taking a look at myself and getting really honest about that, okay? So when it comes to a relationship... I think a neat idea would be to get super clear on what it is that you want in a relationship so I'm just gonna guide you through relationship exercise here and you can use this again with a an intimate partner you can use this in a business dynamic however you want to use it but I'm just gonna give you a couple of questions and what I would recommend doing And what I even do from time to time, just so I can check and see, hmm, am I living this vision out or nah, right? Is get a separate piece of paper and literally just turn on some music, preferably without lyrics. Although, you know, if there's some songs too that are just love and just remind you of love, you can have that going. And just flow in answering these questions. So give yourself some space to do this, okay? So (laughs) it is super important whether you are, Single and looking for love, whether you are in a relationship, whether you're, you know, shifting into a new season of relationship, uh, looking for a refreshing in relationship, whatever it might be, to be clear on what it is that you want, but literally what it is for yourself, okay, or or what you believe is possible and the relationship that you really want to experience, no filter, just brain dump that sucker out, okay. For example. What would you be experiencing? What would be your favorite things that you would do? How would you be feeling? What would you give? What would you share? What would the relationship create around you? Who will you become if you create this, okay? So, you know, things like, do you wanna sleep in on a Saturday and have breakfast together? Do you wanna have playfulness involved? Do you wanna go on weekend adventures and road trips? Do you want to, Uh, serve together in some sort of way for a, a cause that you both value and believe in, right? Whatever it might be, but try to get as clear and specific as possible because really and truly, there's no greater gift from God than a beautiful relationship. Come on, right? And getting to the place where you can actually have and sustain that and evolve in that. So, so powerful, Okay, so I'm going to just take you through a couple of questions that you can answer now that you know the dimensions of relationship and just really take this wherever you want to take it, but give yourself some space to really answer these questions. Okay, so number one, write the vision and make it plain, aka describe your ideal relationship. Okay, so write down everything you want. No filter, no judgment, not how is this going to happen, none of that. Just what do you want? Okay, what would your relationship look like? What's the impact of this relationship? What would this relationship serve? What would it inspire? What would it bring to your life? And just brain dump all of that. Let me even say, don't brain dump it. Let it flow from your heart, actually. (laughs) Sometimes when we get in our head, we're dead. So don't get in your head. Literally let this flow from your heart. Okay. And then if there's anything on there after you've written it all out and you feel like it's complete that does not move and inspire you, cross it out. Okay. Then as you continue this exercise, number two is to ask this, what's stopping you from creating this vision? What's stopping you? What have you valued maybe more than this intimate relationship or than this relationship? A lot of times that can be work. Sometimes we we find ways to stay busy when we have a disconnect in our relationships. What limiting beliefs or rules have you put your energy into? Okay, and then what you'll do after you, you write that out, write down what you're going to do instead. Okay, because this is just showing you your current pattern and how you're showing up. But you get to decide, oops. Instead of that, I'm going to do this. So that's also making the verse, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. Okay, I need to be aware of where my mind is unrenewed so that I can renew it with truth. The truth will set you free. Well, yes, that's true because you'll get a revelation, which is a miracle. A shift in perception is a miracle, right? Now, the walking out of that miracle is different. Okay? The next question will be, where are your relationships right now? And how would you describe them? That could be what you believe you're worthy of. Because we often get what we tolerate, right? So where are your relationships right now? How would you describe them? And then lastly, number four. What are you going to do now to make your vision a reality? What are you going to do now to make your vision a reality? So I actually did this to give you a sense with a a client recently and, and she shared some of these responses and I'm not going to reveal who this is for privacy, right? But I think it's a really great example and to give you some ideas we can just free flow through this, okay? So I recommend turning these questions into just a journaling and just let it flow from your heart so that you can actually be free and clear about what it is that you want so that you can start creating that. Versus what we tend to do, we tend to be a manager of our life and of our circumstances, and nobody wants to be managed or controlled, right? But clarity is power, and so when you get clear, what you actually want, you can be clear on what your ro- role is and what your who you need to become basically to have that relationship or to make that happen. So you can be the creator of your life and not the manager of it, okay? because we're co-creators with God. All right, so when it comes to what you want, this gal wrote romance, uh, getaways, giving, compassion. High levels of consciousness, so I guess in this sense she was saying, you know, an awareness of God because there's different levels that we show up in our consciousness, right? Between being awake spiritually and just asleep, right? Wisdom, adventure, surprises, and joy. And what it would look like is it would look like friendship, it, look, it would look like great conversations, it would look like fun projects together, dreaming together, and progressing. The impact would be an impact of truth, light, love, possibility, a model for others. It would be fun. It would be courageous. It would serve freedom, grace, purpose, excellence, and ultimately God. And then she would have to become love, passion, intimate. Right? She would have to be vulnerable in this case. Visionary actually give herself space to dream and to vision she would have to become a a beloved right she'd have to become beloved in order to love her beloved in this case is how she phrased it she'd have to live as more than enough she'd have to live as worthy beautiful joy fulfillment appreciation present grateful And always be the one, this is brilliant, always be the one to go first. So not waiting on love, not waiting on somebody to take action, not waiting on anyone to do anything, but being love in action. And then to do this practically, she wrote down practices through our guidance and through our coaching or rituals, as I like to call them too, to really help you start embodying who you want to show up as in a relationship and the quality of the emotions, the thoughts, the beliefs, the character that you're gonna show up in, right? So what are you gonna be? What are you gonna do? Who are you gonna become? What are you gonna to embody to really live life to the fullest, right? So she wrote here, not waiting, to, not waiting on anyone to do things, right? So the things that are important to her, she's not gonna wait for somebody to ask her to do those things together. She's going to go do them, right? Or changing the polarity she she's somebody that operates very much in her masculine so shifting to feminine and her real nature and be really clear of when she's in alignment with that and when she's not focusing on what she wants and being in a beautiful state and bringing great thoughts and beliefs and emotion into the relationship and she also Decided to live by a new standard. So the old standard for her in relationship was I'm not worthy and she saw that play out in work Relationships intimate relationships, but the new belief is I am loved and I am Supported beyond measure. I'm loved and supported beyond measure So with that new belief, right? You can just imagine who is that gonna enable her to become and how is she gonna show up differently if she has that belief? Okay, so She wrote all of those down and then the next question that we walked through together was what has stopped her from creating that and she was really, in a sense, kind of begging for love since she believed she was not worthy. She either had to prove, right? So she was setting herself up to believe that love was not available. So she was creating evidence for that to be true, right? That she was not going to be loved. So she had to stop that. She had to get clear on what she wanted. (laughs) So she wasn't clear on what she wanted she had to stop putting up walls and barriers and be willing to be vulnerable and to speak her truth and live from it and she had to give up having expectations and appreciate instead okay so these are some of the things that she was noticing she noticed that she noticed that a lot of the relationship patterns in her intimate life were one-sided and they were weak but she had to recognize and this was a breakthrough moment that she was bringing that one-sidedness, right? The same one-sidedness that she was seeing or or receiving, she was bringing. Okay, so she has the power to change that dynamic completely. All right, so then what we did with that exercise is wrote a vision together, I just guided her through this, writing a vision and reading it to herself. And if she wanted to read it to her partner, so it's something that they could discuss or even, you know, talk about or or decide where is that aligned, where is it not, is it something that we want to do together and just do a check-in on it. But something so so powerful came from that exercise and I I do it too often. I think that it's something that is so so beautiful because ultimately We are the creators of our life, right? And we get to choose how we're going to show up and we are responsible for that. And love is beautiful, right? So why would we settle for anything less, right? Why would we have mediocre one dimensional love? It don't make sense. It don't make sense. But what you can do, just like I guided this gal to do, was produce rituals to make this new love real for you. Okay. Love really begins every moment. Truly it does. Okay. But there's sort of this law of familiarity. So if you get around anything long enough, it's just human. You, you tend to take it for granted. So love is something that we have to be intentional with. It doesn't just happen. Right. So there was even a a couple that I've been working with too. They actually took a calendar out and they would put different things on their calendar, like holidays almost, but they would just get out a calendar and lay it all out so it'd be on their shared calendar, but they would have like active appreciation day, kissing day, kindness day. And I thought this was brilliant because they were just being so intentional with their love and trying to try something new and bring more adventure into it. Because not all adventure has to be some you know, crazy trip out of the country. It can just be something so simple that brings that, Relating and intimacy and vulnerability and connection back to the table. So I just want to encourage you with this Relationships what dimension of relationship? Are you in are you maturing in love? Are you making love something that you want to master in? Are you clear on what it is that you want in relationship and who you are being in a relationship? again 95% of relationship success is what we're selecting in ourselves, right? Am I going to bring the the person that I want people to see me as? Am I going to bring the person that I think I should be? Both of those are not who you are. So it's really important to know who am I as God's daughter? Who am I as God's son? Who am I as God's child? What is my identity? And then how do I live from that, right? If If I'm love, how do I live from that? And am I doing that? Am I keeping myself accountable to that? Am I holding myself to that standard or am I off track a bit, right? And which dimension am I living on, okay? And what do I see and what do I want to create? Or if my relationships are all looking this kind of way, what's my part in that? Do I want to shift that? How how have I created or participated in that being true for me, right? And then be vulnerable and come from your heart and write down what it is that you want and what you What you can see and believe is possible for you. Write it all down, write it all down, get clear, and then from that place, who do you need to become? Who do you need to embody for that to be true for you? Because it's possible, but a lot of times we operate on old programming, our unrenewed nature. (laughs) And while we have this beautiful, loving nature, that's not always what we're activating and it does take practice, it does take training, but it's something that is so beautiful and something that we can pursue and create every day. So my challenge to you today is to live with passion and to evaluate relationships in your life, but specifically how you are showing up in them. Not how you want other people to show up, not how they should or have to or any of that, but you, you. What are the patterns in your mind How have you been thinking? What are the emotions that you're bringing to this relationship? Frustration, anger, resentment, unforgiveness? Do you think you're going to be an enjoyable human to be around if you keep sowing that into your relationship? What are you speaking into your relationship? What is stored up in your heart? Do you have any unforgiveness? Is there anyone that you need to make amends with? How can you express the beauty of God's love with everyone around you? Love is so multifaceted, right? But is that what you're expressing? So I just challenge you to level up and major in love. And I would love (laughs) to hear if this message blessed you. If it did, show this podcast some love. Make sure that you subscribe. Also, share this with a friend. Sharing is caring. You never know. I just... I'm so grateful when people give me a book recommendation or shoot me a podcast. I just believe that that's God in motion a lot of times. We always hear what we need to in the right moment and that can be such a gift so subscribe and share and then as far as connecting make sure that you go and visit julianapage.com if you want to do a deeper dive into relationships if you're done settling if you want to raise the standard if you want to get clear on this go visit julianapage.com coaching is brilliant coaching to me is non-negotiable. Coaching, simply put, helps people move forward. So if you want help moving forward, go visit julianapage.com. I would be honored to serve you. And until next time, stay blessed.